Hey, welcome back to the Next Gen Leadership Podcast. If you're joining us today, you're desiring to grow as a leader. Our goal is to reproduce well-rounded leaders so that we can impact the next generation of leaders. And each month, we typically invite on a new leader to the show who has a different story and somebody that shares different leadership insights. This month, we've got a bonus episode with the one, the only, Pastor Parker Seleski. Say what's up to everybody, Pastor Parker. Yo, yo, what's going on, everyone? Hey, Pastor Parker currently serves as the next-gen pastor at the Shores Church in St. Clair Shores, Michigan. And if you didn't already know... Pastor Parker and I are incredible friends. Uh, we served together in the past. Yeah. Uh, we used to be roommates. So we've got a long history of hanging out and getting, I think, 10 years, right? 10 years. 10 years of friendship Ten right years. here on this podcast. And so you're going to get some good nuggets for Pastor Parker today. Um, on the episode, we were talking about what is like that secret sauce of next level serving. And so um, I think when we all serve together as a team and when we serve other people and serve under a leader, mm. we all want to have fun. We all want to enjoy serving together. So I, I guess the question is like, how do we do that? And today on the podcast, we're going to talk about that here in a little bit. I believe personally that a part of building strong relationships uh, with the people that you serve alongside is so crucial yeah. to your ministry. So before we jump into that, uh, Pastor Parker, why don't you kind of talk about your story, your testimony? You kind of have a really cool testimony, uh, your life um, and how you came to be where you are today. Yeah, I actually grew up here at Rock Church uh, in the youth group with uh, Matt Vandersteen, went to Anchor Bay High School right next door. Um, I literally thought that this church, when they built it right next door, was a bar. And I'm like, <laughs> what is this happening right now? And then uh, uh, we have a mutual friend named Josh. Um, he invited me out one day and I was like, man, I am not going to go to that weird church next door. Like, there's just no <laughs> way you're going to get me there. Um, you know, and finally, uh, one of our other friends that Josh has with me, you know, he asked me, he was like, hey, would you go to church with me and Josh? He just invited wow. me. And I'm like, man, if he can get this kid to go, like, I guess I'll go give it a try. Um, <laughs> and I just remember doing some pretty bad things before going to church. You know, we fell into drugs and alcohol and all that mm. fun stuff. Um and, you know, we decided that we were going to indulge in those things before we went to church. We were going right. to make uh, a huge deal out of it. We're going to make a huge, uh, um, you know, we're just going to be a distraction when right. we come to church. And we're going to take it seriously. Um, and I just remember we get in there and the game they were playing, it was like, who can eat the worm the fastest? And I was like, what is this? I was like, <laughs> I, I, the only church I've ever been a part of was like a Lutheran church, a Catholic church. Right. I'm um, growing up and I was like, this is definitely not church. Like there were like strobe lights, people were jumping and dancing, eating worms. And I was like, what did I just get myself into? What kind of cult is this? Um, you know, and our pastor gets up and he starts talking about um, breaking chains in your life mm -hmm. um and, I, and obviously the best song to go with that is that kim walker song is like to break every chain right <laughs> that's an um, old come on <laughs> and uh you know they started playing it and i just remember there was something happening in my heart um in that moment mm -hmm. and all my friends got up and i would never experienced like a worship service before like we used to open up these dusty old hymnals and our pastor was like open your hymnal and you had the old lady like <laughs> playing on the organ and it was like there's dust flying everywhere yeah. so i'd never seen like a full band like guitars right. and drums um you know you had skylar on the drum set remember and then yeah, you yeah, had yeah. uh brenton shoulders playing the guitar and i was like what is this like i've never been right. here people are raising their hands screaming jumping up and down 
Um, and I thought it was weird, but there was something that like was connecting me to the service. And now yeah. that I'm older, I know it was the Holy Spirit, right? Right. Um, and all my friends, they, you know, they got up and they're like, hey, let's get out of here. And there was something holding me back. And I was like, no, like wow. I need to be in this service. Like something is happening here. I'll catch you guys later. Yeah. Um, you know, I grew up in a household where there was a lot of abuse, verbal and physical happening. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot of disconnect happening in my family. So I was just kind of broken at this point. And, you know, I told God, I was like, listen, you either speak to me right now or I'm never coming back. Mm-hmm. And right then and there, I blacked out and I had this vision where I was walking up these stairs um, and I knew where these stairs were going. They're heading towards heaven. Mm-hmm. I'm walking up these stairs and there's this long tunnel that just became smaller and smaller. And there are people just running, just running to the end of this tunnel. And we saw this light and there's this gate that swung open. And I heard this voice saying, don't walk, but run. The gates of heaven are always open. Wow. Um, and when I came to from that blackout, I was at the altar on my face in tears just crying sobbing and all of a sudden i had this community of people coming around me like praying over me yeah loving me hugging me telling me how much loved i am how much um purpose i have yeah um so it was so cool it was really awesome i was so sweaty though and i had all these hands (laughs) on me just being like we're praying for you but it was incredible like it's cool like to to hear your story and to hear the things that god did and i think a lot of it like relationship kind of played into that so fast forward a little bit i mean not even that long of 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 amount of time we met i mean i knew of you before right yeah uh, going to the same school and things like that but we met and we met at this thing like a ministry expo where we were like mm. trying to learn how to serve and it was an all-nighter and fun things like that. And I, I'll never forget the story, but I, I, I'm talking to you, hanging out with you all night. I'm like, this guy is really cool. And I was almost like drawn to like hang out with you. Mm. And and the funny thing is, like I don't, I'll never forget you sitting on the stage and it was like 3 a.m. And I'm talking to you. I turn around and I turn back and you're passed out. That's just how tired you were from this thing. And so... It's fun, like, learning how to be in a relationship with people and, right. like, build memories <clears throat> that you have forever, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, we're missing it sometimes when we don't we, – we just go right to, you know, the, the spiritual end of things and we don't build on the relationship. So if you don't know Parker – I mean, you probably already know him if you're listening to this podcast. But if you don't know him, his strength is his relatability and building that, like, relational – equity, leveraging that so that he can help accomplish the mission of what he's doing in his church, um, mm-hmm. where he goes and speaks and things like that. So why don't you for a little bit talk about why it's intentional to, uh, why it's important to be intentional with the people that you serve alongside? Yeah, I think it's so important to have that community with your leaders because they won't be able to catch the vision that you're trying to share if they don't have that personal relationship with you. Right, right. right? There has to be something that they're drawn to um, in order for them to want to follow you. Yeah. Right. You know, you get Jesus in in the Bible and I, and I'm sure there's tons of stories that we just don't see in the Bible mm-hmm. where he's hanging out with these guys, that he's eating lunch with these guys, yeah. that he's just chilling with these guys. And that's so important because there has to be a personal connection with somebody. Right. Right. So when you talk about your leaders, whether uh, kids ministry, youth ministry, or even some of the students that are listening to at school or at your workplace, you need to build that personal relationship with somebody. And the best Mm -hmm. way to do that is just be a good listener. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. You know, people want to hear you speak 100%, speak life into them, but they also need somebody to listen to where they're at. 
yeah. the problems, like some of the things that they're going through. They need somebody, right? Scripture always says, like, be quick to listen and slow to speak. Oh, so good. And that's so important. And you can't do that when all you're doing is spewing out visions, spewing oh, out where so you're going good. next. But when you have that opportunity to just sit down with your leader and just listen to them, listen uh-huh. to what they have to say, they're going to be like, wow. This guy really cares about what I have to say. Yeah. And um, and you said something so good. Let's, let's kind of go back for a yeah, second before yeah. we move on. You, you were talking about catching the vision, right? Mm. Each of us as leaders, whether you lead a circle, like a small group, um, maybe you're a kid's leader, you're a student leader, maybe you're a parent out there. I think it's so easily, it, it, it's so easy to get in the mindset of, well, this is what we have to do, right? This is, mm. this is the things that... You know, are important and not necessarily rules and regulations, but in order to get to that point, you have to leverage that relational yeah. equity because if we're just telling people what's important, but they're, and they're not experiencing why it's important and, and, and mm. um, some of those relational things together. So you talked about catching the vision. How do you, how do you do that? You know, as a leader, we're supposed to cast vision, but how do you catch the vision um, when you're in relationship with people? Mm. Yeah. Especially, you know, we might not always be the visionary, right? Mm -hmm. There might be somebody like an authority figure in your life that you need to follow, whether it's your boss, Mm -hmm. your pastor. Um, So to catch a vision, you need to live open handedly. Mm-hmm. Right, I know that's one of the one of the values here yeah. at the Rock. Right, it's generosity to live open handed, and that is so key. Not even just with your pockets monetarily, yeah. but with your heart and with your spirit. Because when you when you live closed fisted, you're gonna miss everything that God is trying to throw at you. Right, but when you live open handedly, God can openly give you yeah. what He has for you. So when you serve open handedly under a leader who has fresh vision, yeah. you're gonna receive it a lot better than trying. To to hold on to what was that's or what you want it to be right and 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 i really like that because we can't just have this mentality of or i I don't want to say agenda because i don't think people typically have an agenda when it comes to serving but we can't have this mentality that we're only going to do it this way on our last podcast we had vicky on here Mm -hmm. um she's a teacher that was 31 years uh like of 31 years and it was really cool to see hey everything's constantly changing we have to uh, like always be adapting as leaders in order to get to the next level. And I think yeah. the same applies here is that we have to always be open-handed, uh, not just with our finances, but with our time, with our right. energy. That's right. Um, not being closed off when a, when a student's being uh, disrespectful. You know, I think about your story and I think about how you were that student that wanted to come and cause trouble on purpose, right? Mm, right. And so how are we as leaders, if we're in relationship with people, it's going to make those moments a lot better and more of an accepting place. You know, one thing that we want to do here in Next Gen Ministries is we want to create this family atmosphere where yeah. all are welcome. Anybody can come in at any stage in their life and they can be welcome here. And so doing that is, is so key, especially having relationships. So why don't you, can you share a time or two where you were trying to get a relationship to the next level and you saw growth? So in your life, I mean, it can be anything. It can be serving, it can be family, it can be whatever. There was a relationship that was kind of at odds, or maybe it wasn't even there, and you you saw it get to the next level and grow. Hmm. And how? How did you do that too? Yeah, I think the easiest story that I can tell because we live it every day. You and me both live it every day. Yeah. And that pastoral capacity, you know, when I transitioned from the Rock, being an intern here with you guys, right, and going to this church that's a hundred years old. 
right? So this church has a past, right? Five so, times older than oh, Rock Church. hundred percent. Yeah. And I come in this big Asian dude and they've had <laughs> pastor after pastor after pastor. Like these people are going to be closed mm, off. Yeah. They're going to be closed off to um, new ideas. They're going to have that expectation of, okay, this pastor's coming in. Uh, when is mm. this pastor going to take off? Who's going to come after him, right? It's just that, that unfortunate just um timeline that they've lived in you know um so i came in and you had all these leaders that would unintentionally say something rude to you oh my Um, goodness and if those (laughs) leaders are listening i love you and i'm so glad you're on my team um so coming in and trying to cast vision into this area that has had what four kids and youth pastors in the last like 10 years yeah like that's a huge change every season um and one thing actually our pastor um you know pastor matt um would always say is like more than needing you on my team i want you on my team Mm. and that's something that you have to communicate your team and you can't just say it you have to live it Right. right so we had um Actually, just in this last season, we had the student transition from being a student into a leader. He had just graduated. And, you know, I really wanted him on my team because he's just this dynamic dude. But he's kind of like one of these lackadaisical guys. Like, he reminds me of me, right? Just not (laughs) in a rush. Just not, like, you know, just kind of, like, doing whatever. Right. And uh, he he was on the fence. He was like, I don't know if I want to be a leader. I don't know if I have the capacity for this. Mm. So coming into this relationship with them, I was like, Hey, listen, I want you on my team. Mm. Like I want you, I know that you have good vision. I know that you have good leadership skills. I know that you have Mm. a heart to reach people more than needing a warm body in the room. I want you to help me take this ministry to the next level. Um, and I don't know if that answers your question yeah, well. That's a perfect he, example. You know, we've had these incredible conversations after I've mm-hmm. told him that and after he's joined my team of just like, hey, what are you thinking about? What are you struggling yeah. with? How can I help you? I'm going to be praying with you. And just how open he's been. Right. I just remember when he was a student, I could not get him to come to our youth group. I was like, hey, listen, <laughs> dude, I really want you to come. And he was like, maybe we'll see. And now he's there every week. He's yeah. even doing extra things. He helped me record this video with this uh, missionary that we're doing. Uh, he helped me. He just helps me all the time. Like, yeah. cause now he's caught that vision because more than needing someone on your team. Right. Cause I think sometimes we operate in the, in that, yeah. in that need space. We're like, man, I need more leaders. I need people to do this. I need more help. But do you really want that wow. person, that individual to say, I see value in you. I see wow. potential in you. I want you on my team. That's so good. Instead of just needing somebody to fill a spot, right? Like, do you actually want, and, and it's really cool. You said, you know, getting to the next level, like you need to bring people alongside of you and you need to have that relationship with people yeah. because how, what good is it going to be if you have another person that serves alongside you that just fills a need and you That's don't right. know them and there's no relationship and, and, and things like that. Yep. You know, one of the things that we'll get to, we'll get to the four types of relationships here in a second, but one of the things we've talked about before, um, if you don't know this concept, we'll kind of introduce it to you a little bit on this podcast. We talked about like the five people that you can go to for anything, right? Um, So we're kind of switching gears a little bit from getting people on your team to serve alongside you and be in relationship with you to now like the the negative side of like, okay, I need five people that when my life is in crisis, when I have a big decision, I can go to. Um, is there a name for that? I don't even know. I just remember the concept. I don't, I don't think there's a name. The five friends. We'll call it the five friends concept, right? Um, 
Are there people this fall, in- <laughs> five friends? <laughs> Are there people in your life that you feel like you can go to for the tough stuff, like in your life, or is it more so you've got kind of a pool of people that oh, this person for this, this person for this? Like, mm-hmm. talk about that in your life when you go through hard things. What does that look like? You don't have to say who you go to specifically. You right. can if you want. I know I'm one of those people, yeah. but <laughs> but uh, but talk about that. What why is it important to have those people? Right. Um, you need those five friends to not only um, be able to tell you yes, but also be able to tell you no. Mm-hmm. You need those friends to um, not only can know you, but does know you. Right. Yeah. Are you allowing them to know every area of your wow. life? Right. You need that in your life because you can't make these decisions by yourself. Mm-hmm. Because if we were to just listen to our own voice in our own head, we'd get in a lot of trouble. Right. And I know that <laughs> some of you have been there. I've been there, I've been there. you know, a hundred percent. So you need these people that have your best interest. Number one, mm-hmm. number two, people who love the Lord, who are spirit filled. Yeah. Um, that have your best interests at heart, that pray, you know, that will intercede for you, that will fast for you yeah. and with you and pray with you. Um, so those five friends are so important in, especially when you're making major life decisions. Yeah. Right. Uh, and they know you so well that they can be like, you know what, Pastor Payton, I don't know if that's for you. I don't know if that's what you want. You told me last month, this is what you want to do with your life. Mm -hmm. How does that match your vision? Like you have to be able to find people who are open and candid with you. And I'd say even like outside perspectives. Yeah. You know, if that makes sense, you know, especially working at my church, right? There are some things that are just inappropriate to talk to other people about that are in the church, right? Right, Especially, you know, that are in the situation, but having people outside of your organization, of your workplace, of your school place, like all these places, Mm -hmm. right? Having somebody outside to have a good outsider perspective and be like, actually, I can see where that other person is coming from. Or, hey, maybe they're trying to communicate this. Mm -hmm. Or they could ask, hey, how did you communicate it? Because I know you get really angry really easy. (laughs) So did you say it like this? Or should you say it like this? Right. You know? Um, But yeah, having those five friends that can and do know you. Right. right? Um, Having friends that pray, that will fast, that will intercede for you. Mm -hmm. But also friends that you can do that for as well because you can't just ask somebody to do that and they don't reciprocate i was just about to say the word reciprocate it's gotta be reciprocated it it, i think i'm more speaking to myself here i think i get in that rut all the time of like i you know not that i have an agenda for things but like i i get in task mode and i do the thing and be in relationship with somebody and then that's it and you forget to reciprocate you know, one of the things, if there's any pastors that are listening here, if you're not a pastor, you can still listen to this, but you probably won't get as much out of it. But if you're just texting people just to do things for you and you're never following up with those people, right. you're never saying, how's this situation? I heard you had this doctor's appointment. Hey, how are your kids doing? If we're not checking in periodically, it doesn't have to be every day, right? Unless you're really close with that person, then we're missing the point. It's got to be reciprocated. Mm. So you know, we talked a little bit about serving on the team and being in relationship with the people you serve with, right? How that's important. If you're a student, building godly relationships with the people around you. Um, we talked about the five people you can go to, uh, to for any tough things in your life. Let's kind of talk the other end for a second. Let's talk about unhealth, right? Because mm. I think we're in a culture that's just all about health right now. Yep. The church is all about health. We want to be healthy church, right? Uh, I think I have this suspicion that there can be unhealthy relationships even in the church. Oh, yeah. Come on. 
at what point does a relationship start to become unhealthy in your mind? Hmm. I would say that a, a relationship in the church could be unhealthy when it's somebody who's just a yes man. Mm. Somebody who will always tell you what they want to want you to hear yeah. because they just want to be included in the conversation. They might not have your best interests at heart, but they want to be in the loop and in the right. conversation and just say, you know what? You're right. You're always right. <laughs> and I think that is a huge <laughs> danger really in the church. Yeah. Um, somebody who loves to gossip. Oh my goodness. You know, somebody yeah. who loves to talk bad about somebody else and be like, oh, this person shouldn't be doing this or what, blah, blah, blah. And we've all been guilty of it. I was going to say, in your five years of ministry, have you caught yourself like, oh, I shouldn't be saying right, that? 100%. You know, all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say that another um, unhealthy relationship is when the person becomes um, too good to be humble, mm. when their pride gets in the way and they can never admit when they're wrong. You know, I think even just you and me, we've had some great mentors like Pastor Angelo, Matt Vanderson, like all these mm. people in our lives, even our, um, you know, our network superintendent, Aaron Halavin, like yeah. all of these guys have been so incredible to say, you know what, I was wrong in this, please forgive me. Right. And then even that, even to ask for forgiveness, it's right, so huge. is so huge. Mm. Um, so when pride gets in the way, um, um, you really fail to see um, where the other person is coming from, the mm. hurt and the frustration of somebody else, or even if somebody approaches you, that pride will blind you from that other person's perspective. Wow, that's so good. And, and I, I just want to be clear. Like, I mean, like we have to be so discerning and ready to see when a relationship goes south. And I don't think, you know, we'll, we'll talk about here in a second, like what are the four relationships you need to have um, healthy in your in your life? I don't think necessarily... You can have an unhealthy, like person that you're pouring into. Mm. I think it's the the side by side, the people that you're doing life with, and the people that lead over you. Right? Those right. have to be healthy, healthy, healthy relationships. So let's talk about that as we close here in a second. Um, I think there's three or four key relationships that we all need in our lives. We need a rock solid relationship with Jesus. That's number one. Yep. Um, an awesome relationship with our leader, the person that's leading us. Yep. Our co-leaders. And then our kids, our students, right? Mm. Um, with that being said, I know that people struggle with some of those relationships. If you could give any advice to a leader who has a hard time building relationships in general with any of those four things, what would you say to that person? Yeah. Um, I would say it's not as hard as you think hmm. to build relationships. Um, because we all have those friends that we love to be around. Right. Like, I don't think there's one person on this earth that doesn't have a, at least one friend that they love to spend time with. Right. Um, and that's really what it is, is you're building friendships. Hmm. Um, and I know that you've seen it too. And I know that I'm probably skipping ahead with some of these, the kids and, and, and students yeah. area of it, but you probably have some leaders that once were your student before. Yeah. Um, now that you get to call them your friend and get to serve with, right. And keeping, obviously keeping a healthy balance of that of being right. a leader and a friend but it's it really isn't that hard to build relationships you just have to change your perspective on it because wow. some of us are put in this leadership and you might not be great at at communication and you might be the admin or somebody who loves to organize and things like that and yeah. that's okay but there are people in your organization that are just like you 
Yeah. And you will find joy in talking about some of those things and doing some of those things. There yeah. might be somebody who's like, man, I really love to do spreadsheets. And you're like, oh, me too. I love spreadsheets. <laughs> Let's do it together. Right. Um, and maybe I, maybe I could be wrong. Um, but I just think that there are people that are just like you in your organization that need somebody to lead them, to love them well, yeah. and to help them sharpen their skills. That's so um, and when you find somebody that, number one, brings you joy in your life, like are they bringing joy into your life? Can yeah. you laugh? Can you be open? Can you be real with that? Mm-hmm. Um, that is so key. And somebody who you can't, you can also influence, but they can also influence you. Oh, right? that's a good point. You ha- like the influence has to be yeah. reciprocated, right? Yeah. Um, having that reception of being influenced in your life is so key. And somebody who, yeah, because I think there's a difference between having somebody who always pours into you, like someone like a coach and a mentor. Mm. But when you guys are on the same level, like, can you pour into each other? Can it's got to be. Yeah, it's got. Right? I mean, that word reciprocated just stands out. It's got to be reciprocated. Yeah. We have a, a saying that we say with our team here. Um, it's it's in our playbook. It's like in our handbook. And it's do for a few that you would do for everybody, right? Yeah. And I think that's it. I think that's the key. In your few, your three, four, five people that you pour into, there's bound to be one of them that is pretty much like you, right? And so how do you pour into that one person right? and do that? Well, is there anything else, any any last words, any nuggets of wisdom that- Little you, nuggies. Little nuggies of wisdom that you want to share before we close? Sure. Um, the first one I would say is be the friend that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, always be the friend that you need. If you need somebody to check in on you, be the friend that that checks in on other friends. If you need a friend that needs to show up, let me just tell you the, that's my second one, but let me just tell you the importance of just showing up. You might mm-hmm. not be somebody who loves to connect or maybe you want to get better at it and you have that desire. Just show up. Yeah. Come to youth group. Come to young adults. Come to the worship night. Come to a student's game. Yeah. Like you just being somebody who's willing to show up speaks volumes. You don't That's even so have to be a good communicator, but just being there is huge, right? Right. So let me just challenge you in that. If you are somebody who struggles with making those connections and being there for people and even just relationship-wise, just show up, challenge yourself, push mm-hmm. yourself, but also have those accountability partners and be like, hey, you said you were coming to this basketball game. Like I expect to see <laughs> yeah, you, right? And just show up, be a person of your word. Like if you say yeah. yes to something, commit to it, right? right? It's so important to keep those relationships so you are a reliable person. That's so good. So as we close today, we always have a reflection question. So the reflection question I have here for you, the listener today is this, who are the top five people I can go to when I need someone to lean on? Let me say it again. Who are the top five people that I can go to when I need someone to lean on? Thanks for being on the show, Pastor Parker, uh, for our first ever bonus episode of the month. Uh, Let's pray. God, we thank you for today. We thank you, God, that you're an incredible God that cares about yes. relationships and friendships. God, sometimes we get so stuck in the rut of growing as a leader and mm. um, trying to figure things out and navigate and be better. I pray that you would not only uh, help us to grow and be better, but you would put other people in our lives to help us be better as well and challenge us and inspire us um, just as we would do for them. So we yes, love you. Jesus. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.